I don't remember as I was growing up and, and you were a little younger than me, but you know, talk about the nineties from what I know about the eighties, even talk about the two thousands and like into the two, like after 2010, like this notion of like, Oh, well, I mean, there's all the pressure in the world on them this year. Like to me, like that, I mean, to, to, I mean, talk about days that we're never going to see again. I mean, you talk about like the nineties next, you want to talk about that nineties jazz, like teams. It was just year after year after year. And, and I get, yes, contract length. Okay. That has a lot to do with it. You know, the superstar empowerment that has a lot to do with it, but it's, these are decisions being made by owners to get in the business of I'm going to make a decision. It's going to be a big decision that has massive repercussions, massive consequences down the line, regardless of whether I win in the immediate future or not. But I am going to put the bullseye on my, on my team's back, right? Or I'm going to, or my back really as an owner, like we, this is, this has to work now, or maybe if not right now, then in the next two seasons or at most, maybe the next three seasons. Otherwise this will be a lot. This will be viewed as, a colossal failure. That concept to me is new, relatively new, like last 10 years new. And I don't know if it's a byproduct of like the quote unquote super team era, like, well, once the Heatles formed and then once Kevin Durant went to Golden State, other teams just kind of implicitly felt like, well, you know, I guess if we want to win, we have to go all in. And like, that's the only way to do it. And I don't, I don't know, but I feel like this. I'm rambling. And I apologize for that, but like, I feel like this conversation that we're about to have right now is so much more difficult to have today than it would have been. Even forget about ten or fifteen years ago, or thirty years ago, even five years ago, it's such a more difficult conversation because there are so many teams that, for reasons that are self-inflicted, have so much pressure on them every year. Not just this year. Every year. Do, do, do you get what I'm? saying yeah there's a difference between the the pressure that's on the suns because of how all in they went uh as opposed to the pressure that's on the the Knicks you know like well, pressure to to make sure that they have another good season because if the Knicks like say they drop to the 6 seed or maybe they even fall into the play in it'll be looked at as a disappointment but there's rooms there there's moves they could make there's pivots they can go to. Can um, I counter that? Sure. Just for again, for argument's sake, let's say the, the Suns go out in the first round or, or second round or something. They're going to have Tevin Booker on the contract for another year. Durant under contract for another year. Um, Bradley Beal under contract for another year. Aiden under contract for another year, right? The Knicks, there is zero pressure on them to win a championship this year. Nobody thinks they're going to win a championship right. this year. But there is all the pressure on the world for them to once again be decent, competent, good, whatever word you want to use, because if they take, if they took a step back, a la 21, 22, then all of a sudden they're no longer the attractive destination for it. insert your superstar here. So I think I'm, I'm mm. just saying there are, I'm just saying there are arguments both ways. And that is another reason why now the Knicks are also in a unique position because they, that's their only path. Their only path forward is to trade for a star. I'm not sure how many other teams out there are in that particular place, but you know, and then like, but last thing, and then we could do our list. Like, where do you put a team like the fucking Bulls? Like the Bulls have all the pressure in the world on them to make the play in, right? Because if they don't, then like their recent experiment is a colossal failure. But like, there's the fact that the consequence, not consequences, the fact that the 
the stakes are even lower for a team like them. Should they not be anywhere near this list? Should they be at the top? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, it makes it really very challenging. But that's the the point I'm making isn't that one team has more pressure than the other. It's literally just that the pressures are different. The Suns went all different in types, like this. Different types of pressure. Uh, whatever you want to call it, the pressure on the Knicks this year is not to win a title. It's to be no. competent enough that they're attractive to a star next summer. Yes. The Suns don't have a pivot if they don't win a title this year and they've gone all in to win a title, like they've, they've gone all in for Durant. They went and got Bradley Beal, though it didn't really cost him as much because of his no trade clause. Um, like this is their team that they're going to have to try and win a title with for the next couple of years. Whereas the Knicks have a disappointing season this year in our eyes or to whatever measure of, of standard that you have. You, you sit back, you regroup, you figure out what the next steps forward are. And that's that's why I'm just saying that they're, they're different. Like you said, there's different type of pressure on the Bulls going into the season, um, which is why I think the idea for what we're doing with these lists with most is going to be fascinating. Because, I, I mean, I have some ideas of who I, I think has the most pressure because of what happens if they don't do well, X. So that's season. so, and but that has to be how that's where the we conversation view it. will go. Yeah, that's how we have to view it. I think we leave it vague with that that your question as being the only thing we consider because of what will happen if this season goes poorly. Mm-hmm. That to me is the overarching question of this exercise. Which the last thing I'll say is there an argument? I think there is. This is why this exercise is fun. I think there's an argument that there aren't five teams with less pressure than the Denver Nuggets. And I think that there is an argument that there aren't five teams with more pressure than the Denver Nuggets. Because on one hand, you're like, well, the defending champions, this season is gravy. On the other hand, there's haven't we learned, if nothing else, over recent NBA years, like your window is small and you better take most advantage of that window when it's there. So, like, again, like a team like the Nuggets, what do you do with them? I, I, I don't know. I think I, so what are we going to do? We're each going to do a top five? Yeah. Okay. The Nuggets, I'm just going to spoil my list. The Nuggets are nowhere near. Oh, yeah. They're not on mine either, but I think you can make an art. You can make an argument, an argument that they belong in. I don't think you, you, I'll, I'll humor you with the fact that I, I'm sure you could. I wouldn't agree with it if you, if you did. I, you, you have a superstar that's generationally good that just won a title. And if they lose this year, he'll be fine because the NBA doesn't matter to him. Like he he likes to go oh, that's, play with his horses in Serbia so, and he'll come back and live in Denver for an absurd amount of money and be fine. And then that gets us into questions like, well, what, you know, consequences for who? Like, I don't Nikola think the Jokic Nuggets are in danger of losing Jokic under circumstances. Fine, you know? But like, you know, and these are, there's a different, we'll have a different conversation about players with the most to lose or gain as we get closer to the season. But like, so I guess maybe that's a different thing, but like, you could argue like this, this season is incredibly important to Nikola Jokic's legacy and attempt to like go down as a top, you know, whatever X number player of all time. Okay. Um, let's, let's start. Uh, do you have a clear number one in mind? So it's funny. I have a clear top two because I, I could, I couldn't come up with a T I, I couldn't come up with like, any team that has more pressure than these two teams. And I don't know how to differentiate the amount of pressure on both of these teams. I think one is more positioned than the other. Like the writing's kind of on the wall for one. And I think we're, we might have the same two teams. 
Do they so both do play you, in the East? They both play in the East and they both finished higher than the Knicks last year. Okay. So we yeah. both have the same two teams. We have Philly and Milwaukee. Yes. Okay. Um, I would argue that Philly has more pressure. And here's my argument for why they should be number one. And it's more an argument for why Milwaukee should not be number one. <clears throat> now I hear my, now I hear it in my voice. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll be quick and then I'll throw it to you. Uh, let's say the Bucks, like the Bucks are, look, they want to win a championship, right? Giannis, he, he said explicitly on the record, I want to win championships, right? I'm not sticking around if I, I can't win, cha- feel, I can't feel like win championships here. Um, if they have go out and have a very good year and let's say they make it to a conference finals and lose a tough conference finals where they don't, you know, they don't lose it in the way that they've lost some of these playoff series in recent years that really have left sour tastes in, in people's mouths. And then, and I'm leaning, I'm going, I'm throwing it back to our recent pod with Ty Windage um, of Eurostep. And then this summer they go out and they make a move that shows Giannis, okay, we're we mean business. We're going to mean business for the next half decade. I think they're fine. I think they're I think they're going to be fine. Now he may still not extend, and he may decide to still test free agency with Philly. I like <laughs> this. <laughs> I like this has to go somehow. This has to go well, right? Right. I think that's my hesitation, though. Like as far as more pressure, the the urgency is clearly with Philadelphia, um, because <laughs> I mean, the Buc- the Bucks. I think I, like I don't think Giannis is going to ask for a trade next summer. You know, like I think we're two summers away from any summer of Giannis. You know, well, no, hold on, he's. We're two summers away from his free agency. Right. But that's what I think. The, like Ty said, I don't think they're going to trade Giannis. I think we're looking at, like, you try to win a title as many years as you have him, is is my point. Like, I think we're okay. two summers away from that. Whereas, okay. So, so maybe we're a year ahead on the box, is what you're saying? Yeah. Like, I think this is the summer of speculation. The next summer is, wow, he's potentially going to leave next summer. And then, you know, we have in two summers from now a, honestly a a version of the decision from from 2010 although significantly older uh, and not as good Um, but the point being is that I think Giannis is going to be a free agency type of thing where I don't I don't think the Bucks are going to trade him I just flatly don't I think they would so you think either stays or walks I I think the Bucks are going to try to win as many win a championship with him on the roster I think that's that's what Ty seemed to indicate, and I kind of agree with him on that. I could be wrong. Like, we'll we'll see what happens. Whereas this experiment in Philly has gone so so wrong, and I think I, has I it? think I think Sean like where's my tanking to the top? I go. He rattled off a bunch of now. There I you go. go. Yes, tank. Shout out your own Weitzman. Um, Sean during our draft the other day, uh, the twenty five to twenty nine draft, rattled off all the things that Philly has done wrong since drafting Joel Embiid. It's a, it's so much. It's almost everything. And well, and the stuff they haven't mentioned- done wrong, they've it it's gone wrong. Like getting Jimmy Butler was not a bad thing. That was a great thing, but they lost him. That's choosing Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. And like all the things he mentioned, and it's like he forgot, just he didn't mention 
Like they had Mikael Bridges in the building. His mom worked for the team and they traded him on draft night. So Tatum, I, Bridges, uh, Jimmy, it's like I, you go I down. I think there, there's an urgency with the Sixers that I think has to be like we're a some we're I think we're a year away or months even away from the Joel Embiid trade request. So I think yeah, you think it might that. happen this year. If they're like 10 and 10 at a certain point, and I don't know about 10 and 10, like 25 and 30, or well, I don't know, that'd be a little late in the season. So like maybe 15 and 22, you, you know. What if James Harden is playing in an actual stop it? What if James Harden? What if James Harden? What if James Harden? Yes, I was gonna say playing in an actual fat suit on the court, but what if It'd James be funny Harden if he came out in one of the sumo, um, the air? I, the you're gonna put it past him? Class. You're gonna put it past him? Like the antics <laughs> he's gonna try to do to get traded? Um, I, I think we're at the point where when I say months, if it happens six months from now, nine months from now, like next June, then that's. Like that's how close I think we are to the Sixers implosion. But I think because I'm so resigned to the fact that the writing's on the wall with them, and I personally don't like I respect Joel Embiid. I think he's he's great. I don't think he can carry this team in a very competitive East to anything higher than a four seed. Um, I I think we're looking at I think we're looking at his last season in Philly. I think that's just the writings on the wall, at least as far as I'm concerned. It's with Giannis that there's uncertainty that I think the Bucks have the option to change their future, which so, is why I probably would put them ahead of the Sixers, even though there is more urgency for the Sixers to have a good season. 